Well, good morning to you and welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Art Lewis Show. A strange place for me. I'm actually in the Stone Specialist Studios this morning. And uh, so, therefore, if things go awry, it's because I've forgotten <laughs> over the past five months what buttons to push. So we'll do our best. Uh, as you heard this morning, WSGW is celebrating its 70th anniversary. Uh, we'll talk about that during the 10 o'clock hour. But there's another anniversary to celebrate, and that is the anniversary of the naming of the new bishop for the Saginaw Catholic Diocese. It has been a year, just a little over a year now, that we have been blessed with the presence of the current bishop, and he is Bishop Robert Gruce, and we say good morning to him this morning. Bishop, good morning. Good morning. It's good to be with you. Ah, good to well, be with you. Well, a year's gone by pretty quickly, hasn't it? <laughs> it really has. <laughs> so I, I, before we get into all the good stuff, I have to ask, I just have to ask this question. Have you ever been to Sturgis? I, it was in my former diocese, so of course I have, many times. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Did you give any thought of going this year? <laughs> I did not. Usually, actually, during the during the motorcycle rally, uh, most of the years I was there, for some reason or another, I was out of town, so I didn't have to. Um, I didn't have to mess with all the extra traffic around. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, the bishop is a uh, motorcyclist <laughs> of some note. You've been doing that a long time, haven't you? Yeah, it's, um, I kind of gotten back into it when I was in the Black Hills. Um, they did it when I was younger and then d didn't do it for many years, you know, probably 20 years anyways, or 25 years. And then I got back into it when I got when I was in the western South Dakota. So it's a great place to ride. And of course, yeah. with the Sturgis, you know, there's a lot of motorcycles around there. And you're a, you're a Harley man, right? <laughs> I have a Harley, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get back on topic then. Well, that's a pretty good topic. I actually like that topic. Um, you've been here one year now. Uh, kind of, if you can, give us a, an overview of the year and expectations versus reality coming into a new area. You know, when I you know I was a year ago, so it was the twenty sixth of July last year when I was installed here and. Uh, it was really, I was excited about being here, and I still am excited about being here. Um, things got off with a, with a bang. You know, I was as busy as ever, getting all around the diocese and meeting lots of folks. And um, there was just, just a lot of great things going on um, with, with ministry. And um, it was just, it was a beautiful experience of the, of the faith of the people in, um, in the Diocese of Saginaw. And, um, but then COVID hit, and that kind of, you know, um, I would have to say my my transition has been truncated a little bit, you know, by the uh, coronavirus, and that's kind of hurt. I think in the sense of not getting there's a lot of parishes I have not visited yet um, that I still hope to. Um, a lot of places I've not been, you know, to, you know, be with my my priests in their own in their home settings of in their parishes, um, which is really is I think it's, it's it's a beautiful part of the of the ministry of a bishop. I think, and so with the coronavirus, obviously. You know those types of uh, meetings or those types of gatherings have kind of gone by the wayside for now, anyway. Um, so it's been that's been kind of challenging, um, but you know we there's still good things going on. We're still moving, plugging and plugging away, and um, it's uh, it's been a good year. You know, it's been really been a, a, a good year for me, in spite of 
you know, the challenges with the coronavirus. So I've enjoyed myself uh, tremendously. The, uh, the virus, none of us have ever lived through anything quite like this, to, to say the least. How has it impacted organized religion? Well, I think it's um, in many ways it's um, it's hurted. You know, to be honest, that's my feeling. I mean, it's hard to say. You know, at the moment, in the sense of um, obviously we've had to shut everything down, and then we're back open again. But you know, with uh, specific social distancing um, protocols and guidelines, and um, which really means, like for example, at the cathedral, a, a place that holds 500 people, you know, we with the social distancing requirements, we're we can hold somewhere around 110. And so, you know, so so that's, uh, so our congregate numbers on on, um, on weekend masses now is really, it's, it's, it's much smaller than, than it was as prior to COVID. Um, you know, I would suspect that it's hurt uh, the churches, uh, many parishes financially, um, in the sense of their, you know, their stewardship support from, from their parishioners. Um, but people are afraid, you know, and I don't, you know, I, I can understand that. Um, you know, this is the coronavirus is um, it really is. We've never obviously seen anything like this before. And it's been it's been devastating, I think, globally. And um, but we have to live with it and find find ways to, um, you know, to, to, to live uh, appropriate with with the virus for now until we can find a, a vaccine for it. Um, but I do, it has impacted the faith communities, I think, everywhere, not just in the Catholic Church, but. I think in faith communities um, um, all over the all, all different denominations. Um, how has it how has it affected faith? And by that I mean, um, you know, if if you are a believer that uh, it's God's hand at work, uh, has it had impact on believers? Um, that's a great question. I, I would hope it would, in the sense that. Um, you know, it's not with, with the coronavirus and everything else that's going on in our culture. It's not just the coronavirus, but you know, it's 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 all the other cultural things that are that that we're that we're dealing with and the, the political ramifications of all all of those things as well. You know, I, I have to think that uh, when people's faith, um, you know, and their practice of faith suddenly comes to a halt, and you know, they see how. This pan- how destructive this pandemic has been, I would suspect that many people had to think about or are thinking about, you know, how, how is my faith helping me through this? Is it drawing me closer to the Lord um, or further away? But I'd have to think it's, it's drawing people closer to the Lord. Um, you know, we've been able, fortunately, to do a lot of live streaming um, things uh, from the cathedral during these past five months, and that's been very helpful for people. People have we received lots of um, correspondence from people across the diocese. How this has really been a powerful moment for their faith, and we thank you for providing these opportunity, of, you know, for live streaming, and we can participate in this way. And um, so, so we hear from a lot of people. They're very appreciative, and they, and they say, you know, this time has really impacted their faith in a positive way. But who knows? It's also, you know, and I have to believe. I think. In the end, what we'll we'll see what happens when it's when we kind of get to the other side of this. Do um, do the people that were here before, you know, do get used to not going to mass on 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 Sundays or the weekends? Um, you yeah. know, it's it's kind of you know 
if it becomes a habit of that, it's hard to break a habit and find a way back. So, yeah. you know, there's some concern about that, I, I think. But it's my hope and prayer that um, this has been a real moment of, of a spiritual renewal in the lives of our people in the I, midst of, of, of a crisis, you know. I think we're all wondering what the, quote, new normal is going to be like. And, and nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, Bishop, I've got to take a break. Hang on. We'll be back. We're talking to Bishop Robert Groose celebrating his first year as the head of the Catholic Diocese of Saginaw. And we will be back. Back with you on the Art Lewis Show. My guest is uh, Bishop Robert Groose, who is the bishop of the Saginaw Diocese, a talented man in many ways, aside from being an avid motorcyclist, uh, an accomplished commercial pilot for many years before he heard the call to the ministry. And uh, that call came later in life for you, didn't it? It, well, it, it did and it didn't. Um, it came probably when I was in college, but uh, <laughs> as, didn't as, many college, <laughs> as many college students uh, um, uh, would do, I, I said no. <laughs> and uh, and then as I got involved, you know, I went through a kind of a, a conversion, if, if you will. Or, and um, so when I was in my uh, probably late 20s, early 30s, the call came back. So... Um, I had to, I couldn't say no the second time, so so I was ordained when I was thirty nine years old, a priest. Mm. Uh, how is the church doing in attracting young men today to the priesthood? You know, I think it's I think it depends where 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 you are. Um, but I've been reading there was a diocese out in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, or the diocese of Providence, Rhode Island. They had the largest class of incoming seminarians they've had in thirty years. Um, the Diocese of Saginaw, we have gone from four to eight seminarians, uh, so that we have four new men um, come on board with us um, over these last couple of months. So I, I think, um, you know, I, I, I don't know about other parts of the country, but um, I think there's, there's still uh, men, young men are still feeling um, called to the priesthood. That, I mean, those numbers, that, that's, that's a, I would consider that to be a turnaround because it hasn't been that way for a long time, has it? It's not in this diocese, you know, but it's, it's certainly um, it's, it's something very positive for, for us. And so I, I was kidding with our vocation director. I said, you did such a great job this year of doubling our number. Now I want you to go from 8 to 16 over the course of the next year. <laughs> and the response was? That, that, will be, that, will be a, that will be a true miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but you never put those away, right? They're always there. No, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, what do you, what do you tell a, a young person? I mean, it, it's not like selling somebody on a job. You really have to have... Um, an internal belief, don't you? I mean, it's not just going out and getting a new career. No, it isn't. It's um, you know, first of all, you have, you have to have a a faith light that's grounded in your love for for Jesus Christ, and and it's through that relationship that He calls us, um, you know, to the priesthood or, or consecrated life. But it comes out of a relationship with the Lord, and um, you know, I think guys who really seek and pursue that and want to seek a life of holiness, whether it's just a lay person, a married person, a priest, or whoever it might be, then there's there's an opening of their heart to really to pay attention and to hear what the Lord might be inviting them to. You know, I would always, when I was a vocation director, I said, I don't know if um, if the Lord is calling you to be a priest or not. You know, it's not that's not up to me. It's up to Him. 
But um, if you really want to be the happiest and fulfilled person you can be in this life on earth, it, it's seeking and doing the will of God, whatever that might be. And um, But you first have to ask the question, and then sometimes it's a risky question to ask the Lord, um, but, it, but it worked for me when I began to pray, Lord, what do you want me to do with the rest of my life? And um, I'll do it. Just reveal that to me, and I, I will, I'll say I'll say yes to that because I desire to to serve you in whatever way you call me, and 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 to do your will. Because I knew, and I still believe wholeheartedly that um, our deepest happiness and joy lies in, in living and doing the will of God. When you uh, made that proclamation and and uh, asked God to help you do that, uh, when you first became a priest, any notion that you would end up a bishop? Oh no, never! <laughs> that, was a, that was the furthest thing from my mind. And then, as as I was a priest for a few years, and I started getting involved in different ministries and things like that, and people kept saying, "Oh, you're going to be a bishop one day," and this and all this nonsense. And I, I, you know, to be honest, Art, I, I began praying that that would never happen because it's not something I wanted. You know, my, I uh, became a priest to you know to serve people in parish ministry, and that was. That was the love of, of my priesthood, and um, it's still a deep love uh, as well. But obviously, it wasn't the will of God. You know, he allowed that for 17 years, and then he's moved me into a, a different a different role in the church. So we get fine. I've been I've been very happy and very I feel very blessed. Yeah, we could um, say some prayers don't get answered, huh? Well, they don't get answered the way we want them to. <laughs> they always get answered. <laughs> Sometimes the Lord says no. <laughs> uh, he heard you say no once when you were younger, and he decided he was going to say no this time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so, but he knows. The, you know, the Lord knows what's best for us. We just have to be open to that, and we, you know, we, we can't be afraid of that. And I think some people are afraid. Um, I remember I asked a young girl when I was a vocation director if she would ever consider being a, a you know, a sister in a religious order, and she said no. I said, if you thought, if God was calling you to this, um, would you do it? And she said no. And I said, why not? And then she was very honest, um, and she said, because I'm afraid I won't like it. So you know, what are those words that she said? I, so it's about her. She's afraid. It's fear. Fear keeps us doing from what the Lord wants us to do, and that she won't like it as if her happiness depended upon herself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the real message. I mean, for we want to seek the Lord's will for our life. We have to be open to whatever that might be. And knowing there'll be the, the greatest blessings and joys will come from that, come from within that, um, not what I want. Um, I might think of what I want, but the Lord knows better because he wants He wants more for me than I want for myself. And uh, have those blessings come true for you then? Are you oh, happy sure. in what I, you I, I know you are because I know you, but you're happy in what you do. I'm, you know, there's a, I have a sign on my refrigerator that uh, I brought with me, and it says, um, you are where you are so that Christ may be there. And um, so I am where I am so that Christ may be here. And, um, I, I, you know, I've always told people, and, and I've tried to live this in my own life, that, you know, um, it's a choice for me to be happy or not happy, you know. Um, yeah, I feel if, if, you know, out of my relationship with the Lord Jesus, um yeah, you know, there's been so many graces and blessings over my 26 years of priesthood and my, you know, eight years or nine years as a bishop now, and um, more than I could have imagined. And certainly there have been challenges, but the beauty is to see the Lord in the midst of the challenges, whatever they might be with us. And 
see how he kind of moves us through those challenges, you know, to, you know, this, after every good Friday, there's the resurrection. So, um, it's, a, I feel very blessed, um, blessed to be here and blessed to be a bishop and, um, blessed to be doing the Lord's work. How much do you miss the uh, daily interaction with parishioners? Yeah, any any priest. Um, I mean, as I, as I said earlier, that's why one of the reasons I became a priest is so I could really engage in, in parish ministry. So it, it's a different life as a bishop because you don't have that daily interaction with with uh, your parishioners. You don't have that 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 um, faith community around you on a daily basis, and that's a challenge, um, I think, for for many of us bishops. But um, it's part of the. You know, it's part of the cross we've been given to be in this ministry, and so we carry it well. And there's, I find, you know, I find other ways that um, I can engage with with people, and um, that's that it, it may it may not fulfill that need as deeply as um, being a parish priest would be, but it certainly um, it, it it fills the need to be with people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, to support us in the, in the ministry. Yep. Hang on, I've got to take a break, and uh, we will be back. We are talking to Bishop Robert Gruss. He, uh, of course, just recently celebrated his first anniversary as Bishop of the Saginaw Diocese. Let me uh, take a moment to talk to you about Thalen Mazda, the home of the 2020 Mazda CX-5. Uh, this is a right-size SUV for all your driving needs. And for 2020, the Mazda CX-5 comes with an improved turbo engine. It's the most powerful Mazda CX-5 ever. The Mazda CX-5 signature interior adds numerous premium touches, and they're designed to indulge both the driver and passengers. And right now, uh, it's Mazda's Rediscover the Road event. Mazda's offering 0% APR for 60 months, no payment for 90 days. You can stop into Thalen Mazda, test drive one today, or you can go online to thinkthalen.com and check out the inventory. If you happen to be looking for a pre-owned vehicle, the Thalen Auto Group has one of the largest inventories of pre-owned vehicles in the Great Lakes Bay region. Stop in and see hundreds of cars, all right-priced. And when I say right-priced, they look online for the lowest market price for all of their new and used vehicles. That is the price they put on the car, the lowest possible price. So you don't have to haggle. And they do that because it is the right thing to do. It's all happening at the Thalen Auto Group on North Euclid Avenue in Bay City. Again, you can find them online at thinkthalen.com. And remember, they price their cars for you because it is the right thing. I've been 790 News Radio WSGW. And we are back with you on the Art Lewis Show, talking to Bishop Robert Gruss, who celebrated his first anniversary as Bishop of the Second on Diocese on July 26th. Bishop, uh, let's talk, uh, I'm going to put this into two parts, religion in general and the Catholic Church specifically. Uh, Catholic Church, as everybody knows, uh, has gone through some very difficult times. What's the health of the Catholic Church today? Um, yeah, that's hard to judge, in my opinion. Um, I think of overall, you know, obviously the, the scandal has hurt the church a great deal. But uh, but even having said that, I think people, um, there's some people who have left the church because of it. Um, there's other people whose faith is still strong. 
and and see that as it's not, you know, that's not the image. That's not the image of the church. It's an image of a few people who abuse their power and authority. And um, I think because of that, um, people have chosen to remain because uh, you know the, the the church for them is about their relationship with Jesus Christ and and um, and, and encountering Him in the sacramental life of the church. So um, it goes both ways. You know, the the, the real health. I, I think it's. Um, I think overall it's healthy. I think there's a decline in religion um, as, as, a, as a secular culture continues to move God um, out of the culture, um, and then our country becomes more secular. Um, obviously, um, that has a dramatic impact on the life of the church as well. Uh, um, you you sort of led into my next question about religion in general and the health of religion in general, uh, particularly in this country, because it seems to be on a decline. At least the organized side of it. It is on a decline, um, and, and the organ, and, and not just in the Catholic faith. But um, I was talking to a pastor last week. We had a meeting about about, about other things, and we got into a conversation about that. And you know, even in, in his uh, um, denomination, which is another Christian denomination, it's you know, it's the same. We all have the same issues. I think, in the sense of the decline in people attending, um, people. Don't feel the need for organized religion. Um, people think they, you know, people want to create their own spirituality, whatever that might be, um, to suit themselves. And instead of, you know, I'm not condemning that, um, but I do believe that um, if, 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 I, I do believe that Jesus Christ has left this church, um, and out of this grown this institutional church that certainly has had its ups and downs over over the history of the church. Um, this is one of those times that, that it's a down, but, you know, as Pope Benedict has talked about um, emeritus of, of hope that, you know, in the end, what's going to happen, we may just see ourselves with a smaller church, um, but of, of, of with dedicated um, disciples of Jesus. And who knows, you know, um, nothing can destroy the church, Jesus tells us. And so, uh, but there's many things that can impact the life of the church and the life of the body of Christ. And we're seeing that going on right now. Um, but this is the Lord's church. So we trust it <laughs> in spite of what we see sometimes and um, <laughs> what we experience, we, we trust that he's uh, still in charge, not just of the church, but really of, you know, he's, he's in charge. Um, he, he, he's uh, taking care of the whole world in his own way. That's a, that's a mystery to us. And that's part of living in faith. Is this living in the mystery of how that is? Does um, does the church change at all to uh, reconnect with with people? Well, we might find new ways of trying to attract people, but um, you know, the whole purpose of the church is to evangelize. Um, that's the whole purpose of the existence of the church is to evangelize, and you know, the the the, the church is 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 uh, meant to. Um, um, Raise, raise, you know the the holiness of a culture, and not to give in to the, you know, to the the, the whims of, of the culture. We're supposed to elevate people into holiness, and, and not to just, you know, to cave in because people don't like, they, you know, they don't like this um, um, this rule or this regulation or um, this ideology or this teaching. I mean, a lot of it, you know, the challenges today is. Uh, is some of the te- the teachings of the church that people want to reject because it doesn't suit their lifestyle, and so um, in some ways they're rejecting a church that Jesus established to create their own spirituality. And you know that's um, 
people are free to do what they want to, but the church is meant to elevate culture into something love, one of uh, one of love, and um, so not, not to diminish herself to become like everyone else. Mm. Hang on, we'll be right back. We're talking to Bishop Robert Gruce. We'll have one more segment with him when we return here on the Art Lewis Show as the bishop celebrates his first anniversary as Bishop of the Saginaw Diet. And we're back with you on the Art Lewis Show. We've been talking to Bishop Robert Gruce, who is the Bishop of the Saginaw Diocese, celebrating his first anniversary as such. And... Um, we we're chatting about uh, about religion and uh, and the church. Um, when we when we talk about you know sometimes we we talk about the church and how it has to adapt. Uh, the message will never change, will it? But the delivery method might. Well, the the message of Jesus Christ will never change. Uh, the way we might deliver the message, um, we certainly we have to become perhaps now more than ever, a little more creative and in, in how we do that, what that looks like, I don't know. But I think we're always going to have, um, you know, the, the the churches, at least I'll speak from the from the Catholic Church standpoint, um, you know, the truth of Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church will never change. Um, the, the celebration of our sacraments, uh, which are beautiful encounters with the Lord Jesus in, in, in faith, those, those will never change. Um, how we proclaim the gospel, perhaps, um, um, and it ha- will, and it has, in the sense of uh, you know, social media today is used um, uh, quite extensively in, in uh, proclaiming the gospel, and um, so it's going to where the people are, and 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 trying to bring them to where the church is. Um, that's, I mean, that's the role of evangelization, and that's you know, that's the. Uh, um, the, you know, the reason the church exists is, is to bring people into the body of Christ um, where, where, where they may find salvation. It's, a, it's an interesting comment about uh, social media, because while on the one hand uh, it helps to proclaim the message, many would say it's been the bane of society in some ways. <laughs> well, well it, it is, but I guess it depends what story you're telling. <laughs> <laughs> And who you're trying to reach, because obviously, and, then, uh, and how you're, you know, and how you're using it. You are using it to rate, lift up and unite, or is, is it using it, uh, you know, to mm. to tear down and divide? I think there's both of that going on in our social media realm today. How uh, how is the Catholic Church using it? How do you use it in the diocese? Well, you know, we um, obviously have a Facebook account, and things get posted there. Um, you know, our diocesan website. Uh, we do a lot of live streaming, which. Uh, um, our live streaming events are always um, shown on our website, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Um, so those, I mean, those are the main ways that we use it. But if, when you look at something like what Bishop Robert Barron does out in California and his, and his whole ministry called The Word on Fire, um, they they do a phenomenal job using social media to bring the message of Jesus Christ to the world, really, not just in the United States. Um so that's a, it's a huge thing, and he's been working at this for many years, long before he became a bishop. But uh, it really is, uh, it, it, it's a website, I, I think, um, that, that uses, speaks to the issues of the day, um, putting them in the light of faith. And um, so it's, it's a great way to answer people's questions. And as he says himself, you know, there's a lot of people who um, don't like the church, and they want to tear religion down, and 
and tear people down. So he says, he says it's a, it's amazing the number of, um, um, I won't call it hate mail, but there's a number of really nasty messages that he gets. But you know, they're, and you know, from our perspective, um, they're all God's children. Um, they just um, haven't experienced the love of Jesus Christ, and that's the goal of uh, evangelization: is is to lead people to help people to experience the love of Jesus Christ, because that's what is life transforming. Um, and um, and it's, that's what will change. Well, that's what will change their lives, so they won't feel a need to, you know, to you know, post those types of messages. Um, on any social media venue. When uh, when you use social media, do you get response? Can you tell that it's that it's working for you? You can. Our people in our communications department they they know how many hits the website gets. And you know, I had mass this morning at the cathedral of the uh, daily mass this morning. It was live streamed. Um, I can go back after mass and ask the guy running the uh, live stream equipment how many people were watching um, this morning, and he could tell me that. And then he, I mean, that would, that would be on the website. And then um, others in, in our communications office would be able to tell me how many people viewed mass um, live this morning on, on Facebook, as well as on YouTube. So yeah, this, uh, it tracks all that. So we have some sense. I know in the height of the coronavirus, when we were shut down, um, it was amazing the number of people that were viewing the live streaming or participating in live streaming. Um, with us as it was going all across the the diocese, not just that, other parts of the country. I have people from Rapid City watching Saginaw, <laughs> trying to keep up with me, you know. So, but it's um, it's it's amazing what social media can do in trans, you know, transmitting the gospel. Is it a permanent fixture now? Oh, I think so for sure, and it's continuing to evolve. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the news today about this TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm program, which I know very little about because it's not kind of my thing, uh, but that's kind of a, that's kind of a newer one. So I think this, things like this are going to continue to develop um, as time goes on. Well, Bishop, uh, first of all, uh, <clears throat> congratulations on your first year in the diocese. It's a pleasure knowing you. Uh, if you look outside, it's blue sky. It's Harley weather. So we started with the Harley. We should end with the Harley <laughs> because <laughs> today would be a also, good day. There's <laughs> also good golfing weather. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. You got that Anything right. Anything outdoors, it's good. It's a good day to be outdoors. <laughs> well, Bishop Grizz, listen, we appreciate your time this morning. Look forward to being able to sit down with you in the studio in person. Uh, coming to the uh, bishop's breakfasts in person again. Uh, hopefully those days aren't too far away. We, well, that's our hope and, and our prayer. So but thanks for letting me be with you this morning, Art. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. God bless. God bless. Bishop Robert Gruce, uh the Bishop of the Saginaw Diocese, we thank him for his time this morning. We're going to take our last break and be back to close out the